Hey everyone, Caroline here, and from one teacher to another, I present to you Caroline's must-haves for your inclusive classroom. My topic that I chose was representation of individuals with learning and intellectual disabilities in children's literature. So with this project, I decided that I wanted to make a podcast where I listened to and looked into reviewing different children's books on different learning and intellectual disabilities, as I said. Uh, most of my books did come from the Schneider Family Book Awards. Shout out Dr. Wells. It's an award in which um, honors an author or illustrator for a book that embodies an artistic expression of disability experience for a child or adolescent audiences. These awards have been going on since 2004. And the award was founded by Katherine Schneider, who was the first blind student to graduate from Kamalazoo Public School Systems, which I thought was super cool. Uh, the Schneider had been helped through school as a child by the librarian at the Michigan Library for Blind, who provided books in Braille for her. So she created this so that disabilities everywhere can be recognized and appreciated, which I love. So as I said, I wanted to make a podcast on this, and I just want to talk about whether these would be appropriate or adequate representations of the disability and why. And of course, because they are on this list, they are appropriate. I chose one book off of the list that I just absolutely loved and found and thought it would be an excellent resource for all of our classrooms. But uh, I do really think this is an important resource for both my colleagues and I, um, because you know what, the more diverse a library is, the better, right? Like, uh, I also do think that these books in literature in general in a classroom can help answer kids' questions, bring awareness to different disabilities, even help them get over fears, which might sound crazy to us, but as a child, you're taking in the world and they might not be familiar with a child in a wheelchair or a child who has, you know, a disability. So I really do think this you know, might take the scare factor out of something that has just never been seen before. And if they see it in literature, they can understand, ask questions, and just help the peers around them. So I also think it's important for students to learn from a young age about inclusive language. We always talk about people first language in education classes, and I really do think that literature can help strengthen and reinforce this. I did have some pretty unique takeaways from this experience. First being that I used the Cooperative Children's Book Center. It's basically an infograph. Um, the update was in 2015, but it illustrates representation in children's literature. And the quantity of diverse books have gone up for sure, but that doesn't necessarily indicate accuracy or quality of books. Um, so that was something that I really did look through because, as I said, I used the Schneider Family Book Awards source as my resource. So those were books awarded as accurate and great books that represent disability, but not all books are that. So I did run into like 
some books that don't appropriately or accurately represent disabilities and just because they're out in the world doesn't necessarily again indicate accuracy you know quantity over quality right I also think um looking through in the past few years specifically at the Schneider Family Book Award that the diversity of disabilities being represented have largely increased a lot of the dis so this as I said Book Awards started in 2004, and for about a decade, most of the young reader books, or the, the sorry, the adolescent books, because there are different categories. There are young readers, high school, middle school, and um, adolescent books, like children's books. So I only looked at children's books because that's the class that we're in, and that's, you know, what I want to do professionally. And I noticed that with those children's books that are were being represented for the decade there from like 2004 until recently it was a lot about deaf culture and community and blindness which is awesome we want any representation of disability that we can get right but also there's just so much more than that so it was just really cool to see it progress and you know towards like 2015 16 so on so forth, you see awards being given to books in autism spectrum disorder. We see my favorite book that I'm going to go over has every disability under the moon, which is awesome because you pick up a children's book and you're like, it's dyslexia, it's autism spectrum disorder, it's, you know, kids that have motor disabilities, Tourette's syndrome, ADHD, diabetes, asthma. But as I said, we will get into that when we look at that book. So my last kind of unique takeaway from all of this is I learned that just because a book represents a disability does not make it a good book or an accurate book, which I kind of already said. And I think that's important to recognize as a teacher and understand. Because as educators, we have a duty to promote the books and literature we provide within the classroom. Reading is, an reading is essential to understanding and interpreting the world around us, really. And at a really early age, we teach children and students the inherent power behind literature and how it has and how it will be relevant to their lives as well as their academic success. Literature is very important. Literature is a very important tool to teach and mold young and, you know what, even old students, even students, you know, who are in college, our age. It's especially influential to students when they relate to a character or the contact, content of the book, which is why I think it's so important that I am reviewing representations of learning and intellectual disabilities with the books that I've chosen. So what is my project, right? What I did was I collected all of the books that I wanted to review and add to my Caroline's must-haves for this podcast. I listened to read-alouds um, on YouTube um, of these books to understand how different disabilities can, like, find their way into a book. And I picked out these books because I think they accurately represent a disability. 
Um, well, most of them. I did have one where I really liked it, but I don't think it accurately represented a disability. I wanted to have that, you know, um, contrast. There's the word. The contrast in there where a book can be good and it can be inaccurate. So, again, my main resource that I used was um, Schneider Family Book Awards. I already told you all about it. And I just really do think it is worth both of our times to look into this, to diversify our libraries as teachers, and add some of these books in, you know, add a little bit of spice. So, let's get into it. The first book that I will review is called Just Ask by Sonia Sotomayor. And what is this book about, you might ask? Well, there are 12 young people working together to plant a garden um, with different plants, trees, and each child contributes to this garden in their own way, despite being differently abled. And I love that uh, Sonia discusses the concept of the garden was important to her as she wrote the book because in many ways, gardens have different plants, trees, flowers, birds, so on and so forth. And as a population in society, we also have different kinds of people like that too. So I really did like how they use this book as um, to explore all the diversity. And graphics, the illustration, are beautiful. There is so much color that portrays emotion and diversity and togetherness. I love it. So why do I think this would help students with disabilities within the classroom? Again, this is the book that I kind of went into earlier. I really liked how there was an emphasis on being a variety of different people that walk this earth and are represented in this book and how each one of us, like a garden, grows in our own way. The metaphor of a garden, I think, is a beautiful metaphor because it's really easy for children to understand as they learn about, you know, plants and animals from such a young age. So they understand that and most everyone in the classroom will understand what a garden is. So that's a really good place to start. There's also an emphasis on just asking others about what their differently abled ability might be, which I also love. Just ask, you know, have the conversation. So as I said, there are 12 different um, people or young people working together in the book and the different disabilities are as followed diabetes asthma physical disappearing disability hearing and vision impairment dyslexia autism stuttering Tourette syndrome adhd down syndrome and a nut allergy which i thought was so cool because i feel like you don't really see like half of those things in books so i love that it went into all of those different aspects. I really do think it accurately represented each disability and kind of gave us as a reader an insight on what living with a disability can look like and manifest itself as in different people. Because we talk about autism spectrum disorder, but also I feel like people can categorize like Down syndrome in that almost sometimes. And I love that they did one on autism spectrum disorder as well as Down syndrome. So my rating for this is a 10 out of 10, get it for your book and, or get it for your book, get it for your classroom. And let's get into the next one. All right. So the second book I looked at is called A Friend for Henry by Jen Bailey. 
And this is a story um, that looks at Henry, a young boy on the autism spectrum disorder, or aut- is on the autism spectrum, and he interacts with his classmates in search for a friend. He has, um, you know, sensitivity issues, and with thoughtfulness, Bailey explores Henry's very literal, literal mind and analytical personality, which happens to clash with, you know, some of the other children in the classroom as they are maybe more imaginative and less thoughtful than Henry might be. Um, by the end of the book, there is a young student named Katie who is kind and gives Henry the space and consideration he needs. And you can really just like feel his relief finding a friend like this in the book as a reader. So I loved that. And I also loved that uh, Jen Bailey, the author, is a mother with a child um, on the autism spectrum. And her portrayal of what autism feels like from the inside, I think, really is portrayed within the book. So why do I think this would help students understand disabilities within the classroom? I think this book helps, again, keep sensitivity and thoughtfulness in mind and shows how literal thinking people with autism can be. Um, Again, not again, but I do think that it does not capture the whole essence of autism as autism can manifest itself in a variety of different ways through people, but I did love the way she portrayed Henry as that is how autism does manifest in some students. So my rating, 8 out of 10, and I I did think that the drawings were great. Not as good as the last book, but I loved how they really just like dove into Henry's mind in this book. So 8 out of 10. So the third book that I looked at, again, from the Schneider Family Book Award uh, list is called Back to Front and Upside Down by Claire Alexander. This is a book about the principal. His name is Mr. Slipper, which I love. Great name. I love when, like, kids' books have, like, very, like, visual fun names for them to, like, keep along with. Anyways, it was about this principal's birthday. And while the rest of the class is, you know, getting busy writing cards for the principal, one student, Stan, becomes very frustrated when his letters kind of come out all janky and, like, in a muddle. He is kind of afraid to ask for help until a friend assures him that nobody's good at everything, which I love that underlying plot, that it's okay to ask for help. And after lots and lots of practice, you know, Stan's letters do come out the right way. Um, The right way around and the right way up is what they say. This is a cute book with, I loved how it had like that common childhood frustration and oh, a practical reminder that, you know, practice does pay pay off in that everyone has to ask for help sometimes. Um, I do think, you know, why would I think this helps students understand disability in the classroom? I do think it closely and vaguely touches on the idea of dyslexia, but I would not say it's an absolute and great visual, but it does reference dyslexia for sure. Again, I love how the plot though, you know, it's okay to ask for help, you know, practice pays off, Being a kid can be frustrating. Like, I love all of that. I think that can, you know, a lot of readers can relate to that. So my rating for this in a disability, you know, representation is probably like a 4 out of 10. But without thinking about that, 
The book is super cute. I definitely recommend it. More like a 7 out of 10. The fourth book that I want to look at is called The Piano Starts Here, The Young Art of Tatum. This is about a jazz musician called Art named Art Tatum who was born with both limited vision and lost much of it growing up. He never ever once throughout the book felt sorry for himself though and I love that about this character. It is fictionalized. It's a fictionalized fictionalized fiction biography. I hope you guys know what I mean. <laughs> um, and he he just really gave himself to music because with the piano he had everything he needed is what the book said even though he had you know his eyes weren't great. So I love the illustrations in this book. I think that um, you know not only does this book pay respect to a true American icon I think the illustrations are just so beautiful. It's almost like a colored pencil kind of illustration. Um, why do I think this would help students with disabilities within the classroom? I think it helps illustrate the use of other senses as his eyesight is very, is not strong. The deaf community, uh, is compromised of those deaf and hard of hearing individuals who share this common language, common experience, values, and, you know, common way of interacting with one, with one another with hearing people. The community may also include hearing member, family members or of deaf people or sign language interpreters who identify with the deaf culture. It doesn't automatically include all people who are deaf or hard of hearing. It's so much more than that. And I think that's really cool because the book really dives into how he interacts with the world and the people in it. And I just love the representation of people with color in this book as well, because, you know, as we all know, the diversity within people of color in children's books is very low. Like, statistically, there are more books with animals, stuffed animals as main characters than there are many of our minority groups. So I think the fact that there is a book with not only a disability within it, but also people of color is spectacular and all across the board wonderful um, and diverse. So my rating for this is a 9 out of 10. All right, the last book I want to look at is the only book I chose that was not on the Schneider Family Book Award list. I really stayed true to choosing books that were on this list because I knew that they were going to be great, adequate, accurate representations of disabilities, which I really did want to make a podcast that we can all look back on. And, you know, if we need a diversifier classroom, here are the books that we need, right? But this last one, I think it's a little different. It's not a, it's not a read aloud, you know, sit down and read it all, but it's called I Am Not My Label. And this book brings together a total of 34 dis disabled artists, thinkers, athletes, activists, so on and so forth from both past and present. And, you know, you get to meet these people with these disabilities to find out how these iconic figures have overcome obstacles, owned their differences, and paved the way for others with making their minds and bodies work for them. So as I said, 
not necessarily a read aloud as there are almost 60 pages, you know, but I do love that there are so many different stories with different races, gender, um, SES, and, and of course, disabilities across the board. Why do I think this would help students understand disabilities within the classroom? I think this book would be a great addition to your classroom library as a student can pick up and find a uh, practically any disability they want to learn about and read about a real life person in their real life experience with this particular disability, making it, you know, completely accurate. So I just really found this one thought I needed to throw it in, even though it wasn't on the Schneider Family Book Award, even though it might not be a read aloud, I do think that this book is a valuable source for all classrooms. So my rating for this one is a 9 out of 10. And with all of that, that concludes my Caroline's must-haves for your inclusive classroom. I do think all of these books would be a great addition to any classroom in diversifying it, and I really enjoy doing this and think I might continue to do it even though it's not part of my project. And again, I really believe that there's inherent power behind literature and how it can truly help students learn, relate, understand, and just feel included and know that you accept them within the classroom as their teacher, as their mentor, and as just someone who supports them outside of their family, whatever that may look like. Thank you.